Welcome back to Cast. This is episode 3 of our four-part Halloween series. Today we'll be talking about Resident Evil 7. How are you guys holding up after the stream last night? Uh, well... It's weird, like my eyes are tired, you can probably see. But, yeah, a little bit. But um For the people who don't know, we stayed up until about three thirty last night playing Resident Evil Seven. Well from we start to finish. We started at like about seven thirty mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. ended around three thirty. It's like eight eight hours, eight eight hours, fifteen eight, minutes. Eight fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We all slept in pretty late, so we're not super tired. Yeah. I don't know if any actually if any of you uh joined in from how we mentioned it before in, a, in the other two podcasts let us know because i know at one point we had like 14 dec- people 15 15, 15, 15 yeah. yeah we had a decent amount of people a lot of them were kind of like what what do you call them lurkers lurkers yeah, yeah they didn't say anything so it's possible but yeah it was fun it was a really fun time i yeah. definitely want to do it again in the future with another game yeah we, we could yeah, sure. we could make it a monthly thing now <laughs> you don't think so? i don't know i mean special thing it, it okay i mean it took us a while to plan this one it has to be like a specific day. And a game yeah. that's about probably 10 hours. And I'd want to start earlier next time. Maybe earlier in the afternoon. Start on a Saturday. We could do that. Like a I don't know about Saturday evening or something. Oh, okay. But yeah, maybe like an hour or two earlier. Five, six. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be best if we started around noon or something and then just played sure, all afternoon yeah. and stuff. But um, yeah, if anyone watched that stream last night, definitely let us know. Yeah. And also, it's we left it up on the channel, so you can you can go back on our YouTube channel and watch it through the entire thing. Yeah, you see how we progress through the night and just get more tired and tired. Well, towards the beginning, we were kind of doing some things with the the stream. Yeah, we had some setup. So that's the first time all three of us have ever been in the same mm-hmm. stream. So yeah, and I think it different. turned out really well. It, it did, did. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, got a lot of interaction too with the comments. Yeah, was nice. that was nice. Chug, you're streaming Cold War later on? I am, yes. What do you think of Cold War so far? I don't know. I I I really enjoy it. Yeah. I it's, it's it's um it's like a breath of fresh air for Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's it's weird. Breath, it, wait, breath of fresh air, like as in you didn't like Modern Warfare? No, I liked I loved Modern Warfare. Something but different. It's hmm. slightly different. It's been out for almost a year and I've been playing it like off and on. So I have a I want to do this to try something different and play something different. I think it mm-hmm. was, it, it's weird. It was like kind of how you were describing it earlier, Chug. It's got, it's weird. It has some elements of modern warfare, like the good parts. Yeah. But then it also feels kind of true to Black Ops 2 and the good, and the good Black Ops games. Exactly. So I think Treyarch really like hit the mark with at least how the game feels. I don't know all the elements. I'm looking forward to the zombies. So how all the other elements uh, kind of fit in, but, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I personally like it. I How feel, about you, Jay? Oh, I really like it, too. I don't know what they did with Black Ops 4. I, don't I was they, literally they totally just about botched to say, that game. I literally yeah. was just about to say, they learned a lot from Black Ops 4. They learned yeah. from their mistakes. Well, which, I don't know why they needed to learn that, because everyone was asking for a game like Black Ops 2. Right. They threw all of that out for Black Ops 4. Um, yeah, they threw out, or they put in the operator thing, which was the most hated part of Black Ops 3. Mm-hmm. And then they changed up the whole system, made the time to kill horrendously bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but it's perfect in Cold yeah. War. 
I think it was I think it was more of like a split community on the whole operator thing because I know some people liked it, but it, it did kind of um, change the tides in in terms of one v ones and what a lot of Black Ops Two had, which was one v one sniper clans, all that kind of stuff. It kind of muddied the waters. So sniping wasn't like it was in Black Ops 2. Well, if you think so about it, in different. Black Ops 3, that uh, you had to... There was prestige. I mean, there was prestige in Black Ops 4. I think in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Up until Modern Warfare. Um, oh, right. But pretty much the operators in Black Ops 3, you had to unlock them per level. Oh, In Black yeah. Ops 4, they gave all of them to you. Hmm. And so I feel like it was a little bit better in Black Ops 4 with the operators, but at the same time, the game just wasn't that good. Yeah. I, the mechanics just felt odd in Black Ops 4. Yeah, people felt like tanks. That's and, why and it wasn't I played satisfying. Hardcore. That's why I played hardcore. Yeah, but there was the issue where bullets wouldn't register, so that would be a huge issue in hardcore especially. That was a massive... I didn't have any issue with that in hardcore. You did. You just didn't notice it. Well, I no, oh, yeah. it, well, it was a bigger issue in... Uh, uh, blackout it was a huge oh yeah, yeah. and desync especially yeah also the issue with them adding the what is it that one perk that gave you armor in the multiplayer did you guys did you guys ever run into that oh like you wait, had wait. the little armor plate next to their health bar mm. and it made them even harder oh yeah, yeah. that was even that. that i they have none of that in cold war everybody has the same amount of health same thing across the board i think i think i think probably what this what it all stemmed from was that they were working on a campaign. They had a decent amount of the campaign done, and then basically uh, Activision sh- said, "No, no campaign, just cut it." <laughs> and so now, what do they have to do? Now they battle have to Royale. they have to allocate all their developers into yeah doing the battle royale. Yeah. So I think that just kind of jacked up the whole process, and everyone was just confused because they're good developers, and everyone wants a campaign from a Black Ops game. Exactly. Yeah. And they didn't get that great of a campaign in three. And so people were looking for another good Black Ops campaign, but they totally threw that out the window yeah. in favor of something that no one asked for at all. Yeah. But I think Black Ops 4, they're on the right track. Really on you the right Cold track. You mean Cold War? I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Cold War. Yeah. The guns feel really good. They do. They feel like a less realistic version of Modern Warfare's guns, but they feel better to shoot. In the a way. sound in the game improved too. Oh my goodness. The oh, sound yeah. is amazing. In Modern Warfare was terrible. I mean, the audio design was good, but the uh, spatial, directional, yeah, yeah, directional audio was terrible. Yeah. You didn't know where anyone was, but in yeah, Cold War, I know exactly where everyone is mm-hmm. when I hear them around me. Also, the snipers... Or they feel incredible. amazing. They feel awesome. It feels true to like Black Ops Two sniping. Exactly. Which, I mean, a lot of people argue that Modern Warfare or Modern Warfare Two. Actually, I think Modern Warfare. Most people say has the best sniping. But honestly, I kind of lean towards more Black Ops, Black Ops 2, Two has mm-hmm. the best. That's when the sniping really picked up, and it died after Black Ops Two. Yeah, it's, that was its peak, and then it just declined yeah. majorly. And it kind of like it started in Modern Warfare. Like that's when people started to do trick shots and all that, and then. Yeah, Black Ops 2 was like the peak. And then Black Ops 3, it didn't really work because of all the different jumping mechanics. I did like the Locust. The Locust was fun to use, though. In Black Ops 3? In Black Ops 3. Yeah. Yeah, we I sniped in Black Ops 3, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had 1v1s in Nuketown yeah. in Black Ops 3. It was just... It was different. But yeah. Are they doing Nuketown in Cold War? If they don't, people are going to be angry. Yeah. Because hmm. I, was, I was saying before to you, they didn't add Terminal in Modern Warfare, the new one. Yeah. That makes me angry. Like, um, I want Terminal. I thought they were going to. They were. I, I think they were talking about it, but they still haven't, and it's been out for almost a year. 
I'm huh. I'm curious. Did they have uh, Nuketown in Black Ops Four? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. It was a Russian Nuketown. Oh, remember there was the giant nuke in the oh. middle. Oh, there yeah. There was like the two big houses, like the green and red houses. Yeah, it was like very very snowy. Maybe they'll put original Nuketown in Cold War. Like remaster the original. Yeah, yeah. That would that be would pretty be cool. Awesome. Cause that would be the most fitting because Nuketown the original was it was supposed to be like what thirties or forties or something. I thought so it was old. Probably f- no. The, it might have been fifties. Oh, okay. it was. I think Nuke, no, no. It was still. It was still Cold War, during the Cold War era. It was just an older town because of the what is it? That was a place that was supposed to be nuked to be tested. Yeah. So like during World War Two, World War Two, right? During Cold War, but they were using stuff from earlier. Oh, on. I thought it was. Are you sure? Around World War Two, I thought it was around when like they actually. Did a lot Manhattan of Project and stuff. Yeah, possibly forties, like fifties. I'm thinking fifties, but it might have been. Yeah, it might have been Cold War too. It was definitely know. older. It just seemed like it might have even been sixties. Well, the stuff was from is, older than Cold War era. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that they were just using older stuff for that. Yeah, so they didn't have to use up the newer stuff. I guess I don't know. Hmm. I mean, that could take be took in anyways yeah all i know is that i think that they're on the right track especially with zombies which i'm really excited for yes because they're they're uh, you guys don't really know the story but basically what happened in in the zombie storyline is that the zombies came from the dark ether and basically everything bad came from the dark ether like you know in black ops 3 and uh the first map all those big apothegons or Mm -hmm. whatever those Mm -hmm. came from the dark ether and then at the end of the story basically everything went back to the dark ether so you're in this one, you're in the dark ether. So they have unlimited so things. Anything to do. can happen. Yeah, exactly. And they said, they said, you know, they're, they're going to respect the story being closed, but don't be surprised if some things don't want to stay dead, which all the main characters across all the timelines, you know, died at the end. Yeah. Which isn't a spoiler. It's kind of well known by now, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I'm, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I think they're on the right track. And the campaign I heard was, was going to be really good in Cold War. Has yeah. anyone played it? No. Well, I didn't know if Jack Frag's got a chance to try it no, earlier. They, they only have the multiplayer out now. They don't yeah, have know, they don't have anything else. They give strong. people early looks sometimes. They don't even have they don't even know what's happening with Warzone. Huh. They've heard rumors, but they don't know specifics. I wonder if they're making a new map just for Black Ops. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Kind of like like uh like every new Call of Duty game comes out, they add a new map. I feel like mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Yeah. That I would think- increase more players to the base game too. True, yeah. I think yeah, uh, Warzone got the Battle Royale formula just right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah. We've said it before in that one podcast, but we, you know, that's the best Battle Royale we think out now. They honestly yeah. should just stick with Warzone. I mean, just anything else. If anybody, any other company wants to make a Battle Royale, just don't. Yeah. Just only play well, Warzone. The life of a Battle Royale is pretty short now. It seems yeah. like a year or two at most. Well, let's see how well Warzone goes on for. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely not as popular as it was. Well, I mean, it's going to be with the Cold War coming out. If they make major changes, yeah. Yeah. But if, I, if they don't, then it'll actually hinder the growth of Warzone. I actually oh, don't definitely. know. Warzone is still pretty popular. It is. It's, There's, it's I'm not seeing as much stuff as I used to. Maybe. Like, it's not as popular, obviously. It's not at its peak anymore, but it's still popular. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, don't like, know, I know Doc really plays well. it a lot, yeah. um, but it seems like... The peak is like after a year of yeah. a battle royale. All I'm saying is in Cold War, I'm going to go for 
the top camo. Yeah, like it's it in Black Ops Four. Time. I'm, I'm probably not because I, like I, I, I don't even know if I even. No, I did. I, I used to get diamond skin uh, back in the with snipers with Black Ops Two and stuff. Well, no, with, oh no, you can only get diamond if you have everything gold. No. Yeah. Oh, in one section. That so if you if you got if you got no, it's in Modern Warfare Two. Older is what I'm talking about. Older, it's um diamond is when you have everything gold. I'm pretty sure not everything you, diamond isn't. No, yeah. We're talking about older Call of Duties here, not the newer ones. Like Black Ops Two, wait. you had to get everything gold. I can look it up, but I'm pretty I'm wait, pretty was positive. It, was diamond the max? Yeah, diamond was the max. Yeah, Black Ops Three is I think is when that it's whole different. The, dark the, matter. Dark matter came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was thinking diamond was like platinum. Well, wait, what was in a section? There was no platinum in Black Ops. What was a section? There are no sections. It's just no, 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 no. like no. assault rifles. Yeah, if you get all your assault rifles gold, you get a camo. If you get everything gold, you get a really right, good go. camo. To unlock the diamond, this is for Black Ops 2. To unlock the diamond camo, you must unlock all weapons camouflage for each gun of a specific weapon type. For example, if you want to unlock diamond camouflage for the assault rifles, you must unlock every weapon camouflage for every assault rifle. Okay, so maybe it was. So there was one section. above that. No, it's just diamond. Well, actually, no, there was. If you get gold, if you get diamond for every gun in the game, you get another camo. That's how it works. Dark Matter was the first of its kind like that. That was Black Ops Three really? with Dark Matter. Yeah, diamond used to be the ultimate. Mm, um, it just do, doesn't click in my brain. I guess I don't know. I think it is diamond. Because I remember when everyone was like going for diamond. And stuff. It's diamond. Yeah, at okay. least for Black Ops Two. I think Black Ops Three is the first one that had a. Uh, the whole dark matter thing. Okay. Because mm-hmm. in Black Ops 4, you get gold, then you get diamond, then you get dark matter. Yeah. Diamond was individual, like, if you get all the assault rifles, gold, you get diamond on mm-hmm. the assault rifles. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I thought it was every single weapon, but I guess it is just that whatever uh, category it's in. Hmm. Yeah. We should jump into Resident Evil now yeah, before we, we get too sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys think of the game? Like, what were your first impressions? I... Well, maybe actually, Jay, maybe we should talk about... Give a short description of what it is. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Um, so Resident Evil is a horror-type game that's also based around doing a lot of puzzles. So let's say you'll be in a house, and there's a monster pursuing you, and you have to figure out how to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. That's basically how the whole game works. And you'll get guns that you can kill various monsters. Some of them don't die, some of them do. But that's basically the whole series and stuff like that. Yeah. But there's a story around each of them. Um some of them are connected, others Most are of them standalone. Are well, like the remakes, um those aren't connected with the old ones. Well, they tech- they are, but, but they can. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But oh, what was I going to say? But the main difference between 7 between uh, uh the main difference between 7 uh and the from other the other ones is that seven is the first first person mm-hmm. Resident, Resident Evil, Evil one. Yeah. All the rest of them had thir- had been third person. And I think for the most part, it works well. It does. It had yeah. some issues, like in certain fights. Yeah. But I actually enjoyed the first person. Other, I like it, other yeah. than the fact that we were using controller. And that I probably made I the biggest difference. I'm yeah, not definitely. a fan of first person games with controller. Me too. But we mm-hmm. needed to use a controller because the three of us were sitting on the bed. And we had the backdrop set up and all that. And we couldn't really use a keyboard and mouse in front of us. Yeah, true. Yeah. And so, the mic would have picked up all the clicking. Yeah. yeah. So loud. But um, the game was good. I liked it overall. 
that it started off really weird. It was so confusing. Yeah. Honestly, it was really confusing. I'm just going to say the beginning part because it's not really a spoiler. The dude gets his hand stabbed through multiple times and then cut off with entirely. a chainsaw. Yeah. And then the next scene, his hand is stapled back together, somehow functioning just as well as his right hand. Yeah. How does that happen? I have no idea. I don't. There was a running joke on the stream last night. Oh, yeah. We were calling the, the healing item holy water because he'd get hurt. Like, let's say he would get stabbed in the face. And then he would dump this water in his hand, and then he'd be healed. Yeah. <laughs> so this water would solve all the wounds he had. Yeah. It's like whenever you're wounded, it's time for holy water. Well, if you, th if you think about it, it's like you get like a little bag of a chemical liquid, and you get a little piece of fern, and you mix that, and it turns yeah. into healing. Like, yeah. it's, it's just kind of odd. I mean, but <laughs> it's if you look at it that way, I mean... Obviously, it's just a video game, but yeah, but exactly. he just like dou douses his hand yeah. with the with the the water, and then all and of a sudden, there's, there's no time to heal; it just gets healed. Instant. Yeah, no, but the dude was literally a superhuman. Yeah, yeah literally, he took so much damage throughout that game, and he was fine. <laughs> yeah, the holy water solved everything, but even then, like, how is his hand functioning? That's what I. That's actually what I don't understand. We could talk about like later more or more about it later, but. So there is like obviously a supernatural kind of element to it, but there was nothing, nothing supernatural about how his hand was put together. It was just stapled. Yeah. Like you notice yeah. that there was no bone connected to each other. Yeah. It was just like, and they didn't staple I mean, on when it was stapled on nothing supernatural was applied to it. They just stapled it. Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know. It's weird. I like, still don't understand. They need that. to be a neurosurgeon or something. Yeah. Like how do they reconnect the nerves and make them work? I don't or know. how are his tendons functioning after being stabbed through? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that beginning left us so confused. Actually, people Part on the actually, stream were confused too. Yeah. Like, what is going most on? Most of the game was confusing. It, it was, was, but that was the start of the game. So we're like, okay, how is this guy functioning right now? Yeah. And what is happening around us? Although it did build curiosity. I was wondering, I was, I was waiting to figure out what everything meant. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it's good, but it's kinda, at the same time kind of funny because it doesn't really make any sense. Well, this is, this is also in the beginning um, when they are, he's sitting at the table with the family. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it's literally in the first half an hour of the game. Yeah. Um, but the, all of a sudden this family of these weird these freaks, they're like freak people. And there's like, I don't know, human on the table. Mm -hmm. all over like it's cooked and then all of a sudden the the dad just starts cutting off the kid's arm as a punishment yeah because he was yeah bad. he didn't like the food or something yeah and he cut and off his he's arm. like no dad not again it's like <laughs> he just takes his Wait. hand away it's kind of like that's kind of another difference that it that's another difference from the older games is that it doesn't revolve around like zombies per se but more of like this freak family, like a mutation. Yeah. But yeah. there were those mold creatures, like yeah, they were similar to the the liquors in Resident Evil Definitely, Two remake. Yeah. Um, the the entire game actually felt very similar to Outlast Two, in setting, yeah, and even in the first person aspect of it, because Re uh, Outlast Two revolves around a cult, like yeah. in the in mountains of some southern state mm -hmm. or western state or whatever, and you're kind of in the same sort of setting. With like a crazy southern family mm -hmm. after you, but they all have these the supernatural powers to them. I want to see a game that revolves around a crazy northern family. <laughs> yeah, oh my, like New York or something. How would that even work? I don't know. They're like in but their, they, they their New really York City apartment, all crazy. Yeah, <laughs> the person just bangs on the floor, and the cops are called. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. That really wouldn't work, but what were you saying? Um, it was very creepy. It, it was. was well scarier than um we do have to I do have to say this. Uh when you left for the maybe hour, I don't know how long it was you, like half an hour. Was it? Yeah. Oh, something like that. Um at that point, as soon as I started playing, that's when it got so creepy. It turned into a, a real horror game hmm. where balls are rolling in front of you, you hear like little girls laughing. Doors are slamming shut. It's all yeah. dark. Like that actually felt like a typical horror movie slash game. And mm. then once that part was done, you came down and then yeah, because you kind of missed you kind of missed like the best horror part of the game. Yeah, and I think what was the last? Oh, the last one was Little Nightmares. The one before. So Resident. When we were talking in the Resident Evil Two podcast, we talked about scare factor, and this one was a lot scarier than mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two. I think the first person aspect actually made that better. Definitely, yeah. Just because um, it made the game gorier. Mm-hmm. In a way, um, it's just you don't really see anything other than what's in front of you. Yeah. And so you kind of just have to deal with it. And you can't see around corners because you're first person. Yeah. As It's just made it. I, I feel like the first person actually made it better as a game. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually be willing to play another first person Resident Evil game. To be yeah. honest, I kind of want to play the game through again. Well, there's huh. DLCs that we never played. Exactly. True. I have to play through those. Actually. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said, Jay, about the Outlast feel, that's exactly mm-hmm. when the, when, when we started playing the game, I was, it felt so much like an Outlast game. Like you go up to the gate, you like kind of try to open it or whatever. Like I almost got like a flashback to, uh, Outlast the first one. Yeah. Cause you start in the car, you're reading yeah. some documents or something. You get out of the car, you try to get into this giant building. That's the exact way this, uh, Resident Evil 7 started. Mm-hmm. You see a dude outside. So you're kind of creeped out a little bit already. Yeah. Thinking about Outlast, the first one terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that, that game, game does creepy really well. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> I mean, it's well known as scary horror game for a reason. Yeah, and probably the scariest game I've played. Mm-hmm. But I was saying it a bunch last night. What was I saying? It feels like an Outlast game, but it sounds and con- what was I gonna say? It sounds and and controls like a Resident. It looks 2 like game. one. Yeah, well, because they use the, the same assets. The UI, other games. The yeah. UI is the same. Yeah. But it just it feels like an Outlast game until when you get later on and it starts going full on Resident Evil style. Where well, you can actually fight back. That's the main difference from Outlast and Resident Evil. Yeah, it's true. In that, you in that think anyway. the house is is massive, and then you go outside, and then you have access to everything else, and you're like, Oh, you think the well, house is small, and then it gets massive? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just seems like it's uh like a small game. You're like, wait, really? This is it? And then all of a sudden, boom! It just opens yeah. up and you're like whoa and i like how they added um they added like somewhat of a hub area towards mm-hmm. the middle of the game that it was like kind of nice because you a can safe relax area. Yeah. yeah some horror games have some areas that give you a lot of downtime which kind of is, is a nice break from like running for your life mm-hmm. yeah there like, were no hide there wasn't really hiding at all i mean you sometimes had to hide around corners from enemies but in outlast you would go into lockers and stuff to yeah. get away but i like that there's a little bit of fighting back mm-hmm. in it which the boss fights, pretty clunky again. Very yeah. clunky. Yeah. I don't think Resident Evil does boss fights very well. Yeah, I think for the most part, most horror games don't really do boss fights, right? Except for like little nightmares. But but even then, those boss fights were good. No, yeah, those were good. Little nightmares. Um, yeah, in Resident Evil Seven, there is one in particular where the guy is chasing you, and he he's super slow. He's just kind of clunkily walking around. And you just run in circles. Oh, right. Yeah, he's got like chainsaws or something. 
No, he has um, these giant hedge clippers, I think. Oh, yeah, something oh, like clippers. that. Yeah. And you're just walking in circles. And I still don't know what I was supposed to do before. I think it was just a waiting game. Yeah, probably. Waiting for him to do something so I can get a weapon. But yeah. um, most of the boss fights were kind of annoying. It's like it's like what I was saying last night. It's they had third per or boss fights made for third person when it's a first person game. And not only that, Resident Evil. I mean, we had issues with Resident Evil 2's boss fights. Yeah. So it's that combined with them being third person bosses in a first person game. Yeah. So I actually like the garage boss fight. I forget who played that. I think I played that one. Um, it was interesting because there's one part where you're stuck in the garage with an enemy and he's coming after you and you get the car keys on the ground and the first time Chug did it, he died. But what happened first was he got in the car, the dude threw him out of the car and was like, I'm driving. And he got in the car and was driving around the garage trying to hit him. (laughs) Well, the second time, Chug actually got in the car and started ramming the guy with the car. Yeah. So it's like different things can happen based on what you do or or your timing. Yeah, that was which really cool. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wonder what else could happen on another playthrough. Yeah. It's like the shovel part before that. Oh yeah. Well, the game can... is so much or it's a lot more gory than But it's over the top, definitely. Well, I yeah. feel it's more gory just cuz it's first person. Like they had this it had that type of stuff in the older ones. It just didn't seem as bad cuz cuz you're like really up close with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it was there was a lot of gore in two, but in seven, it's just over the top gore. Yes. Like a dude gets his head scooped up in half with a shovel. Yeah. A guy burns alive. Well, you never even see that, really. You saw that in first person, but Yeah. But I mean it's Well, you were playing as images. a character who did, yeah. But um Yeah, in in two, like the guy gets his throat ripped out when he dies and stuff by the zombies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's still gory, but it's just way more over the top in seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and another thing is that in in two, the gore mostly is you killing the zombies and their head like splitting apart. But yeah. in this one, it's like actual people, so it's it almost I guess that that kind of heightens it a bit. Oh, true. Well, another thing is a lot of the gore revolves around people who will heal and regenerate. Mm. So you chop this supernatural person in half, you know they're gonna come back somehow. Yeah, regenerate their body. Which, how did that lady turn into a spider creature? I don't know. Yeah, that's... I don't, there, was a, there was a part where I was playing, and this this lady like transformed into this cr- really creepy... Which, that was a creepy part. Where it was really creepy. She fell down in the hole, and you thought she was just a normal person, but then you see this long arm reach out and yeah. grab the lantern. It was very creepy. Mm-hmm. And she had, yeah, she had these very long limbs and this weird patch sack thing on her stomach <laughs> yeah it was just weird yeah but but yeah there's i don't know there's a lot of confusion on uh how everything kind of worked although it, it kind of explains it towards the end kind of like in a way we'll go over that later yeah if are we doing a non-spoiler section yeah this is the non-spoiler section yes. and then the other half because okay. actually i feel this one has more quote-unquote spoiler content more than yeah. Resident Evil 2 because it had more story. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, did. definitely the later half we'll talk a little bit more about spoilers. Especially the endings, which we got the bad ending last night. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying. But. I, I, I don't know. Me me, me and Jay thought there was a choice that was too obvious to be good or too good to be true. But Chug, I know Chug, you wanted to do that one. I want to do the opposite one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't too good to be true. They wanted yeah. you to go with the obvious choice, but yeah. Huh. <laughs> we overthought it, I guess. Yeah. 
Eh, whatever. I mean, we know what happens, so. Yeah. I mean, I think no one would pick the one we did unless they thought that was the case. Yeah, true. Because the other one was just so incredibly obvious Yeah. that and if someone was in real life, they had the choice, we know what choice they would choose. Yeah, that's why we thought the game wanted you to choose that so you can get, it would punish you on that or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We thought we'd come out on top somehow, but yeah. <laughs> there was no reverse psychology there. Something else that um, the game kind of gave, gave me like vibes of is, I don't know if you guys ever played Fear. Have you no, played any of those no. Fear games? Those are like hyper gory horror games. I don't know how to exactly explain them, but it's like, it's like over the top gory. I mean, like the blood looks like water. It's like weird. <laughs> it's weird, but um, there's a, like there's an there's like this little girl that's kind of like the center of the story or whatever in Resident Evil Seven, and it reminded me so I mean identical of Fear because Fear revolves around like a little girl, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know. I got a lot of Fear game vibes when I was playing that. Hmm. Especially Fear's first the person. It is, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it reminded me of something else too, which I can't remember what. There was oh, another wait. either game or movie where this where a little girl had powers. I'm trying to think. I know you mentioned it last night, I think. Um Oh, did I actually mention it? I think you did. You said this reminds me of when you said something. Huh. I don't know, I forgot. Just rewatch the stream and find it. Yeah. Well What about Grandma? <laughs> I, know, just, I know, just don't be Yeah, sarcastic. watch the whole thing. What do you, what'd you guys think about grandma? I love grandma. grandma. Oh, oh grandma. She's creepy. I do have to say, creepy I, but cute. I said I mm. called it. I called it pretty early on. Yeah, I was, just I was watching part of the stream today, and um, I did actually call it what happened at the end with the grandma. Mm. Um, but she's weird. She'll follow you around, but she doesn't talk. She doesn't even move really. She's just sitting in a wheelchair. We thought she was dead in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, but as you go along, she'll be random places around the building. Like one time in the basement. Which, how did she get down the stairs? Yeah. She's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It's really weird. Speaking of that, the final boss was weird, too. Yeah, it, it was... It seemed too final boss-ish. Yeah, well, it's weird, because when, when I was doing it, it felt exactly like how the second half of the Resident Evil 2 story was, that the secret boss fight, or the mm-hmm. Easter egg boss fight. Basically unload just like unload all your ammo i kind of mm-hmm. wish it was a little more interactive but it was yeah. just straight i mean it was a big set piece so i yeah. guess it was kind of like a big big part i mean they the need, la- they the need a half. big ending yeah they so needed I, some sort of i guess i can finale. get that however that um our our ending might have been different from i guess you could say the canon ending because isn't the other option the canon ending uh, I think so, yeah. Because the the other option, they they say that they encourage people to go back and make the other choice, yeah, oh. the choice that we made in the first place. <laughs> so I think I think ours was slightly different than how the other one would have. It's a little up. different, yeah. But I don't think the final boss is different. Okay, mm. it just changes like characters the, you the play characters. As. Yeah, although that one wasn't annoying or infuriating like the other ones. Well, it could yeah. have been. Well, that that, that boss fight was more of like what is going on. Yeah. It rather than this is so annoying. Yeah, yeah, it was more. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have to think. I just held down the trigger button. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. A lot of times when you're tired and you're playing a game, you get more annoyed at things than usual. Yes. Like we did with Resident Evil Two, which yeah. we were playing it really late at night, and we got annoyed at a lot of things. Yeah. That didn't really happen as much. No. Although towards the end, they gave you so much ammo that I just sprayed. Like, yeah. I wasn't even 
caring about ammo, which I think this game is a lot more liberal in giving you ammo than Resident Evil 2 was. Definitely. Which I did like, yeah. Yeah, I like that. There were some parts that were difficult to get by with the mold creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember Like towards that. the beginning, I only had a pistol with 30 bullets or something, and there were like six of them I had to it's take like out. Like, this was like 30 minutes but the the movement it took though, me a while yeah the movement okay the, um what is it the movement while you're exploring and finding stuff and doing all that that's amazing i loved mm-hmm. it but in combat the uh, movement was so terrible i think it was controller related you th- probably. Uh, yeah probably that was most of it at least it was it was so bad what is it the uh the camera sensitivity or whatever, the the when you the sensitivity where you look around would would adjust and fluctuate. Partially because yeah. of think I think it was aim assist. Yeah. Aim assist was messing with it majorly. It was, but I think Resident Evil games have an issue with controllers, like in one way or another, because two had an issue that I looked this up and it was a common bug, where sometimes you'd shoot and your trigger would shoot twice, so you'd waste two bullets instead of one. Um, and I guess in seven. People had issues with the sensitivity randomly going from low to high. That's what happened to really? us. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. So they seem like common issues for those games. Yeah, at least JJ yeah. and I noticed that that slow to high I sensitivity. I had it happen to me towards the end, yeah. It was really annoying. Because you try to turn and you're like turning. You're trying to shoot turning. the head of the of a, a creature and all of a sudden it doesn't go as fast and it starts hitting you and you that can't was get so, out of it. Yeah. It's just, I think, um, yeah, I'd rather play the old... Uh, I mean, the third-person ones with controller, even though there were some issues, but this one, I think a lot of it was because we weren't using keyboard and mouse. Yeah. I mean, think of another similar game like with um, low ammo, like uh, Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. That game works very well on controller. And when you miss, you know it's your fault. Yeah. Because there's no aim assist or anything. But when you miss in this game, you blame the controller most of the time. Yeah. Um, even in Resident Evil 2... I would sometimes blame the controller, hmm. but I never really did when playing The Last of Us games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's because of aim assist issues or just because of the annoying, the annoying movement of creatures. Yeah. Like there's some creatures that will just lunge at you. It might have been a little of both. It probably was. You notice sometimes like the creatures would move their heads back yeah. and forth. Yeah. And as you shoot, they'd kind of dodge <laughs> it a little bit. Yeah. That was annoying. I'm curious. What do you guys... um? Okay, so we know that all the Resident Evil games up to this, the seventh one, have been third person, and this one's first. Mm-hmm. Would you guys want to see the, I don't know how you'd say it, but the canon story, would you want to see them in first person, or you think those are better off in third person, while the seventh one, being kind of separate, is better off in first person? I feel like keep it the way it is. Well, I think it depends. First person is much better for horror. Definitely, yeah. hands down. But third person is much better for puzzles. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. it's hard to find a mix between the two because Resident Evil 2 was not scary at all. No. The, um, Not Tyrant. I always mix up the two. What's his name? No, it is Tyrant. Oh, it's it is Tyrant? Tyrant? Okay. Tyrant wasn't scary because you could see him around corners. You could hear him. Yeah. And it was just something that you had to run away from. Yeah. But in 7... You feel like you're in the action and actually terrified mm-hmm. sometimes. So I feel like first person is way better for the horror aspect. Third person, it takes a lot of the horror away. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe maybe add a... Remember, for, I mean, I never played either of them, but um, what were those games? Uh, Evil Within. 
Oh yeah. The Evil Within and Evil Within Two, in the second game, they added a first person mode. That's actually interesting. Imagine hmm. imagine if they added a first person mode in the other games just to see what would happen. That actually if you think about it, imagine Resident Evil 2 remake in first person and looking at Tyrant after you coming after you. Yeah, you turn around or you just hear him and then you turn around and see him walking fast towards yeah, you. Yeah, or the liquors. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would have been a lot more terrifying. Because when you can peek around corners and see enemies and yeah. they can't see you, it kind of takes some of the scariness away. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I I think that obviously first person is a lot better for horror, but I don't know if it's going to I feel like if they're going to continue on with the Leon and Leon Kennedy and the Chris. Uh, what is it? Redfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. If they're going to continue on with that. I think probably keep it third. third. Yeah. Keep it third. But if they added a first person option, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, that would. Because it's it's a remake. It do, it doesn't have to be exactly what the old game was. Yeah. Because um, I know with the village, the Resident Evil 8 coming out, that's going to be first person. Hmm. Mm. I also think third person is better for character development because you see the characters, so you actually relate with them more. Yeah. First person is more for feeling like you are the character. Yeah. The third person is more of the feeling like you're following their story. Connected to them in some way. You're following their story. You can see them and actually start to like them. Actually, that is true because you weren't really connected to Ethan. I mean, you knew who he was and stuff. Well, yeah. You see the back of his head at one point. Everyone in the chat was like, or Everyone loved Ethan. Right, loved Ethan, yeah. The well, superhuman. Yeah. But while we were playing it, we were just like, yeah, you we, don't f- we had we were more focused on other characters. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't think of it. You think of you think of the characters around you rather than the character you're playing. Like in yeah. Resident Evil Two Remake, you were constantly thinking about Leon. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Hmm. Yeah, all you know is Ethan is Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really know anything else and about him. I am Ethan. <laughs> I think I think midway in the game, I actually. Or until midway in the game, I didn't really know his name until someone said it. I didn't either. It. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, Mia said it at the beginning. His wife. Yeah. I don't think so. I was really. I don't know. I didn't solidify in my in my yeah. mind until later. You didn't know who you were. Yeah. But yeah. I think the direction really depends on what they're going for, whether it be horror or story. Now they're, I'm curious. They, they probably make a first person mod. Somebody probably made one for Resident Evil Two. Yeah. It's probably, probably clunky though. It's probably clunky, but I'm just saying people probably have created it. I'm curious. Um, okay, so what is was Village Eight? Is that gonna follow the gonna, the main story? The it's gonna follow some. What is it? Some some stuff from Resident Evil Seven. Is it gonna be well? What is it gonna be like? Focusing on kind of the main characters of the Resident Evil series, like the Kennedys, the Redfields, or is it gonna be? It's possible. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know much about it. There's not much they put out about it. But I'm just saying. Um, Resident Evil 8 is supposed to be... It's in the same universe, obviously, um, but it's in a different area, and there might be... I don't think Ethan's in it. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't really know, actually. It's kind of weird. Because, I don't know, I know that when Resident Evil 7 first came out, I know people were upset because it wasn't following kind of the main story, but then people were satisfied because they actually liked the game after they beat it. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what they're going to be doing with this one. I'm trying to see if there's any information on it. I feel like it would be awesome playing in VR. What? Resident Evil 7. Could you yeah. play VR on PC? I don't know, actually. Or is that only a I think, PlayStation? What was it? VR Andre in the chat? He said he was playing on VR. Yeah, PS4. But he has VR. PS4. Oh, right. I don't know if they have it for Steam. I'm not exactly sure. Hmm. Uh, maybe we'll eventually get a VR, but we don't have enough room for it. Oh, okay. So sounds like Chris Redfield will play a big part in the story in Resident Evil 8. 
So oh, so like at the end, because we never played the DLCs, so we don't know what the DLCs in Resident Evil Seven tell us about it. Because it could be very, very linked with eight. Hmm. It's possible. Wait. Oh. Oh. Vibration. Wow. Okay. So this is interesting. All right. So Famitsu, whatever, I don't know how to pronounce it. So Famitsu Magazine recently had an interview with Resident Evil 8 producers Tsuyoshi Kanda and Peter Fabiana, which was translated in Twitter Twitter thread below. Okay, so uh, they confirmed that Chris Redfield, who takes protagonist Ethan Winters to the village, featured in Resident Evil 8, and Ethan awakes to find himself there after an unknown amount of time has passed oh so it is gonna be ethan and chris wait so chris is bad no no chris is good oh but why was he with umbrella uh because at that point i don't think umbrella was bad i don't know the that's after resident evil 2 or before that was after it's after everything it's after after resident evil 6 well if you think about it um mia and I don't know if this is we could say this in because this isn't the spoiler section. Um, we can talk more about the story and spoilers. I think. Well, I think, I think as a general kind of thing, I don't know if Umbrella is absolutely terrible. Like it's kind of like the SCP Corporation. It's like well, their whole thing is developing super weapons, but they don't exactly want them to be released. I mean, they cover it up. Well, you wonder what their goal for super weapons is. Is right. it world domination? Is it to sell them and make money? Like, well, I think Chris the... was originally an officer, just a police officer. Yeah. And somehow he might have, between Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 7, he somewhere he got into Umbrella somehow. I'm one, yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait. Uh, so, apparently in the DLC, they discover that Chris is actually wary of himself about working with Umbrella. Hmm. He is not actually part of the organization. Since the company was dismantled, some of its former employees decided to recreate it as a private military company with the goal uh, of righting Umbrella's wrongs. Okay. Okay, so he's good. It's just, Umbre- like you were saying, Umbrella's different. Yeah. So something happened across um, re- all the Resident Evils, probably in 6, or maybe Most somewhere likely. in between. So the whole supernatural super weapon thing of 7, that's not Umbrella? Or was that a remnant of Umbrella? It I might, think Umbrella it was be trying version. To, I think they were trying to contain um, okay. what, what was the cause of all that. So I guess we'd have to know the timeline of the games. Well, if you think about it, Resident Evil 7, uh, from the point on where the, the boat crashed or whatever. Well, the story is set in motion three years before the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's three years of time between the boat crash and where Ethan goes to the house so umbrella could have been dismantled in that time yeah so okay who knows that makes sense i'm actually i don't know why well no i know why but i'm actually more excited for resident evil 8 now than i was before knowing that ethan and chris are going to be in it yeah because mm-hmm. i don't know I, I like ethan so it's i don't know i'm really curious yeah it's gonna superhuman ethan with this stapled on arm <laughs> he literally is superhuman though yeah <laughs> i'm really hoping that they do remakes of four five and six mm-hmm why well, six actually, though? Six actually, is newer. Yeah, true. They're probably gonna do four and five. Well, if, if six was had a lot of negative feedback, they might remake it. And by the time they get to that, six will probably be a little older. I don't know why it got negative feedback. Would be it the story or just the gameplay itself? 
I I, sure. I never played it, but I can I can assume that it probably got a lot of negative feedback because probably the story was messy. I mean, they had both Chris and Leon, and I think Jill and someone else. Hmm. So I think they were playing with a lot of main characters, hmm. and they made them clash with each other. I just I think it was a messy story, in all honesty. But I never yeah. played it, so I don't have too much input on it. I actually wish I had gotten into Resident Evil earlier because it's yeah, pretty interesting. It, it is really interesting. Yeah, I still want to play the third one, although it's like six hours of gameplay. Like sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I thought, I thought it was gonna like the Resident Evil series was gonna be like. I mean, I was gonna say, it's an. I thought it was gonna be like an an adult thing. I guess that there was gonna be a lot more, not nudity in it. You know what I mean? Oh, like I thought all... it was gonna be like very, very, very mature. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously with the gore it is, yeah. but it's a lot less of what nudity is, and then more gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I actually like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, There's always those developers that have the unnecessary want to put stuff in the games that doesn't really need to be there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What about Resident Evil 5? I don't know anything about that. I don't Uh, know either. I think it it follows Chris because I know 4 is with Leon and he goes into like this village. And that's, I think that's the guy with the mask with the chainsaw. I think he's the one kind of like the guy chasing you around. So I think 5 follows the story of Chris. Honestly, I have no clue. I mean, I don't know. I know they swap on and off, so I don't know really know how or what the stories of the individual games mm-hmm. are and how everything comes together. Hmm. So, you want to jump into the spoiler section now? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this this part's not going to be as long because we already explained a lot of the game itself. Yeah, yeah we just want to discuss the ending and alternate ending and stuff like that. Yeah. Ow, sorry. Um. So yeah, if you're planning on playing Resident Evil Seven at all. Definitely skip this section and come back later after you've played it. Or if you don't, don't really care. play that many games and just want to watch our playthrough, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it yeah. was an eight-hour stream, so the first half hour was set up, but it took us about eight hours to beat the game. Yeah. Um, so that ending though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we ended up choosing to save Zoe. Okay, so what happened before that was, uh, you were creating the serum. To kind of negate the effects of the super weapon that they were infected with. Um, your wife, whose name was, I forget, Mia. Mia, and then another girl named Zoe, who was helping you over the phone the entire game. So you end up killing the dad of the family who By was infected. S- you had two syringes yeah. with yeah. the serum in it. So you kill him with one of the syringes, but both your wife and Zoe are infected. So your choice is who do you give the serum to? Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, giving it to the wife is the obvious choice here. Um, I feel like the game wants us to give it to the wife. Yeah. So we ended up giving it to Zoe or Zoe. Yeah. So I don't know Zoe. And um, so the wife gets mad, and you leave on a boat with Zoe, and she gets killed by the wife. No, not by the wife. Oh, by the girl. By Evelyn. By Evelyn, yeah. Evelyn is yeah okay. Evelyn's a little girl who is the start of this. She's the super weapon. Who's also the old lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. So Zoe or Zoe dies, um, and then you go onto the boat, and end up playing as I forgot her name already. Mia, Mia. Okay, and you play as Mia for a little bit, and you have to find Ethan and save him. Mm-hmm. But once you do save him, you then attack him, yeah. and he kills you. Yeah. So that's the bad ending where your wife and Zoe both die, and Ethan lives, and it ends up killing Evelyn as the granny. 
or she turns into a giant monster. Yeah. <laughs> you kill her and you escape with Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chuck, the, Chuck, Chuck, explain the uh, other ending. Yeah. You okay. Know so more about it. if you give the serum to uh, Mia, mm-hmm. Zoe gets mad at you. You and Mia go on the boat over to the giant tanker. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's where Evelyn takes you. And Mia is you, you play as Mia just like normal, like what you do before, but with the exception of Zoe not dying. Mm-hmm. And Pretty much you go through the entire boat like normal. And then once you get to where Ethan is, you fight Evelyn yourself as Mia. Hmm. And then once you beat Evelyn, you go and rescue Ethan. Okay. It's it's a little... I think... Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And nice. then, then the final boss fight happens, I think. Hmm. And the main... Or what The main difference between those two stories is that Mia lives and so does Zoe. So, yeah, they yeah. both live. So, so that's me, the good ending. Yeah, me and Jay picked the secondary ending because we always, we thought it was too obvious or too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Mia cut off your hand in the beginning of the game with a chainsaw. Yeah. And she was like, so I don't know. I, I didn't trust her, honestly. But That's true. But I mean, they're the both infection. infected. Huh? It was the infection. Yeah. Also, that begs a question. Why did she not try to kill you there? If the infection well, manifests itself, it off. yeah, but she manifests the, itself at random times. Yeah, like where she just attacks. She can't help that. So why didn't she try to attack you then and there? Well, she could fight it off because at the end, before she turns, she says, "I can't fight it off anymore," and then she turns. Oh, okay. So yeah. she didn't want to fight it off when she was chopping off Ethan's hand with the chainsaw. <sighs> Maybe she couldn't. I don't know. Huh? Maybe she was too far gone. Or yeah, something I'm not like sure. That. But yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, remember the beginning where she's like, Daddy's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like, when uh, I was like, wait, what? like, who is Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> Which I actually, now that you bring that up, I wish there was more of him in the game than there, than there was. I what mean, was there was, I, I said that Jake? yesterday. The Jack. Uh, Jack. His name yeah. is Jack. Okay. I wish there was more of him because, um, what is it? In the, all the other previous games, up until pretty much the end of the game, you fought... That you fought like the monster that was coming after you, mm-hmm. which in this game it was Jack. Yeah, actually, in this game it was Evelyn. Technically, yeah, because technically. she's infecting everyone, well, so she, you're fighting yeah, the monsters true, and the family infected by her powers. Yeah, true. right. But mostly you're focusing on Jack. He's the I mean, one he's actually controlled. initially coming after you. Well, it's, it's weird like the because six foot five guy. It's like, he starts for like a quarter of the game. He's only after you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're after his wife, or mm-hmm. his wife is after you. And then, then Lucas, the son, who's like this crazy inventor kid who creates these elaborate I saw traps. No, nah, he's annoying. Yeah, he reminded me of a character from Far Cry Five, like those crazy characters. Oh yeah. Um, I forget his name. One of the sons in Far Cry Five. Which one? Oh yeah, yeah. I forget. Um, but yeah, basically, it's the whole family you're focusing on because first quarter of the game is Jack, then his wife, then the son, and then the last part is Evelyn herself. Mm-hmm. So, you're technically fighting against Evelyn's infection. Yeah, I don't think Jack is supposed to be the main tyrant. Right. Yeah, because the there was that flashback of him telling the Ethan to save his family, which that was odd. That was weird. Like, is he a ghost there? I don't or... know if it was a flashback. I think it was more of like he. he I don't know. I think Evelyn like captures them or something because he said something about her taking like over her, their soul or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, I mean, you don't really know that everyone's in control until the very end of the game. So, yeah, t- I mean, 
what you're thinking is that you're thinking that these people are absolutely crazy. You don't know why. So I, I actually, I like Jack and actually, uh, I liked how at the end it kind of, I don't know. It gives some closure on his story. Yeah. He's, realizing that he was actually a good guy. Yeah. Their whole, their whole family was the victim, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they took Evelyn and Mia in without knowing that she would infect them and basically change who they are. Mm-hmm. But Which, that was an interesting little, not twist, but turn there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, it's like after the whole game, you're running across all these people and you think they're monsters. And then at the end, you realize, oh, wait, these people are their victims. They had no and then control over them. You realize something else is the real monster. Yeah. Be that Umbrella or whoever started it. Because it was never explicitly stated that Umbrella did that. But no. it's assumed. Um, I, th- uh, what was it? When Ethan and Mia were on the boat, I think that, what was it? She was. I think she somehow didn't take like the suppressive medication or something. That thing that you injected in her at the end, mm-hmm. because I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure she like somehow escaped. Or in the note it said, "Don't let her," or make sure that you give the medication or something like that. And if she breaks term or if she breaks or if she doesn't take it, then terminate her. Yeah. yeah, but it never said who wrote that note. What corporation? It didn't. I think it was. It was top secret, most likely. It was probably Umbrella. Well, yeah. I, Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, it would know. make sense that they were holding her probably to eventually sell her as a bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, that's what she was designed as. And it even calls her a bioweapon at one point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of implied that it was Umbrella. Well, how did the Umbrella Corp find them at the end anyways? Because they, prob- that was they the, probably noticed the that there was a crash. That was the reformed Umbrella Corp. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought... Chris Redfield was hired to go there. No, no, no. I said, no. Um, oh. I said, uh, Ethan hired Chris to, to go find Zoe in the good ending. Oh, okay. After, I see what you mean. after Resident Evil and 7. And it turns out she was what, safe with some She was, she was with her uncle or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Huh. Is that a cutscene at the end? I don't know. I just read about it. Oh, okay. Maybe it, maybe it uh, tells you more in the DLC. Probably. Which I'm kind of curious what the DLC is about because... Oh, is that Chris trying to find Zoe? Is that what the DLC is about? No, you're Ethan in the DLC. Although there wouldn't really be any threat because Evelyn's gone. All I know is there's a ton of puzzles in the DLC. Hmm. Yeah, there really... I don't know. There was a few in the the main game. There was the one... The only one that I actually really saw was the... the, the, I've actually watched it where they, they were playing cards... And there were their hands were all in like this machine, and if they if they lose, the opposite person gets a finger chopped off. And this is Ethan. This was Ethan. Yeah. Was this after or during? This was after, I think. Uh, I I don't know. I don't really know. Huh. Wait, Ethan loses fingers too? Well, no, no, Man, no. It's like destroyed. you you actually you're playing a game with another guy. Well, I wonder if like, it's a son. Because the no, sun, no, it's not. It's a random person. Whatever happened to the sun? Yeah, I don't know. He survived. Oh, but he's not controlled by Evelyn anymore. Yeah, but if it might be Lucas, it might be him. Like, possibly. Yeah, he might. He okay. So the regeneration is probably gone, but he's still crazy, and he survived. So he probably can die now, but it's just different because. Yeah. He's always been an inventor type, mm-hmm. creating these elaborate traps for people. 
that card thing sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I th- but I think that also Evelyn made people crazy because you saw Mia transform in and out of that state. Yeah. I think the family was they might have been too far gone to where even if Evelyn was gone, they were already messed up enough. To That's what I mean. Like yeah. their brains are just so twisted from the infection. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, the whole Evelyn thing, like that reminded me a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh and yeah, I kind of wish we did the other uh, ending because that was a much better ending than what we got. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't really matter as much last night because we were tired. True, yeah. We just wanted to finish it. Um, I did enjoy the story. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. That's After, c- afterwards. But when, during it, you're like, this is just so weird. Yeah, the game doesn't tell you anything until the last quarter of the game, basically. And then there's a lot of exposition there, like where, the, yeah. where Jack sits down and talks to you and basically just tells you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. that was a good scene. It was a needed scene. Yeah, definitely. It kind of didn't just paint everyone as a monster, which mm-hmm. I like. And I think that, yeah, I think this game has, this one has a lot more story in it than Resident Evil 2 Remake did. But yeah. I think, pro- I mean, I, I can't really speak on the other games because I don't really, I never played them. So I've only played two. Okay, mm-hmm. so the first DLC is called End of Zoe. And it's about, <laughs> what? It's about, um, let me see. Zoe's end. Play as a previous unseen member of the Baker family and experience a wilder side of horror as you fight hand-in-hand with creatures dwelling outside the Baker estate. Discover the ultimate fate of Zoe. And Okay, so you play as his uncle. Her uncle. Oh, you okay. play as her uncle. That's actually cool. And you find out how Zoe dies. So Zoe does die in the DLCs? I think so. Well, I mean, it's called the end of Zoe, well, so... <laughs> I assume. That's actually kind of cool. Wait, is that... Oh, so that's during the events of Resident Evil? after. So the creatures are still there. Yeah, so Evelyn's dead. She just can't create more creatures, but they're still there. Hmm. Kind of interesting. I kind of, I want to play the DLCs now. Wait, are those on Game Pass? I don't know. You probably have to pay for them. Huh. Hmm. What's the other one? Okay, What's so there's three. End of Ethan. There's three <laughs> oh. DLCs. Um, we know Ethan's old. <laughs> this one's called Band Footage. And Is it the VHS tape? Oh, I wanted to mention that. Um, it's kind of interesting. At certain points in the game, they'll give you a, a, a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. You put it in the TV, and then you actually take control of the character that you're watching on the TV. Yeah. Like, the oh. it'll be gray, um, and it'll sound like uh, yeah. it's on the TV. And it's kind of cool because it's like you're watching this character, um, but you're actually playing as them. Yeah, I think that was pretty unique. Different from what they usually do. It was unique. But the part I was confused about was how this person is walking around with a camera. Like they'll be sprinting from a monster or going through a small little tunnel and somehow they're holding the camera in front of their face the entire time. Okay, so there's three DLCs in total. There's the the end of Zoe. Mm -hmm. Then there's there's band footage, which... You're not Ethan. You just play a bunch of the traps that Lucas set up for random people. Oh. Hmm. I feel like I wouldn't want to play that. Well, yeah, I know, but... Um, well, not for story, but it's kind of escape room-ish. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. The Happy then, Birthday one seemed kind of irritating. There is... Um, I actually kind of enjoyed that. There's another was... DLC called Not a Hero. Not a Hero? Yeah. Uh, Chris Redfield returns, facing new enemies and cruel traps... You must use his well-honed skills to uncover the truth behind the Baker incident. 
Wait, you're you're Ethan. You're Chris. Huh. After? This is after, and you're figuring out what happened. Oh. So huh. yeah, back to the it, happy it birthday probably, thing. All these all these different DLCs probably explain everything. Hmm. We just didn't play the DLCs. Yeah. Uh, the happy birthday thing, though, I actually enjoyed that. I didn't play yeah, it, it but it was fun. It was like an escape room, yeah. which it didn't really fit with the story, but it actually served a purpose because you saw the tape and yeah. you knew how to solve it. I think it you afterwards. have to play them. No, you don't have to. You're then how are you supposed that? how are you supposed to solve the second puzzle? Because oh, actually, yeah, you're you right. would have never known the password. You would die mm-hmm. every single time, and you can't go back to the other save unless maybe he tells you to there. watch the tape. No, why would he do that though? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I thought it was like too convoluted. Like the telescope, was, you didn't know to put it in the water. Yeah, I think it was like too. Confusing. I mean, it was called dirty telescope. The the tape? No, the telescope was called dirty telescope. Oh yeah. I feel like if we were less tired, we would have been able to figure that out. Probably. But everything else, we figured it out pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting. I enjoy escape room type stuff. Yeah. No, I do too. I just, I probably wouldn't, if I were to play the DLCs, I probably wouldn't play those. Just, you would play End of Zoe and then Chris's Chris's They're more like story focused. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the other one gave you hints or more information on the story, which I'm sure. I mean, it might give you more information on Lucas. Maybe, maybe you run into. He's like my least favorite. I didn't like Lucas at all. I didn't really care about him. True. But I do think that escape room thing was fun. Hmm. Is there anything else we wanted to cover about Um, the spoiler section? I think no. I mean, I, I don't. I don't really have anything. All I know is that I like. I, I mean, I like the game. I think it, it gives a fun. lot more story. It's way different than Resident Evil Two Remake, in terms of how the game feels. Which I feel like if they made it similar, it wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be unique in a way that you actually want to play it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I generally am wanting to play the game again. Yeah. I like by, like through my like myself later on maybe mm-hmm. in the future. I want to play the DLCs, and yeah. I'm like, really excited for eight. Yes, I am too. Very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should get it and then do a podcast on that when it comes out. Definitely, yeah. It's the last Resident Evil. Really? Yeah. Supposedly. Oh, oh that's what they're advertising Supposedly, it Supposedly, it's the, it's the final Resident Evil game. So I wonder mm. if anything happened to Leon in 6 or if maybe he'll come in in 8. Maybe he dies in 8. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe he died in 6. Maybe. I, we never played any of the I know, older that's ones. What, that's so. what I'm curious because... I think Leon might be in more of the games than Chris is. Hmm. I don't kind of know. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to read up on it. But yeah, we'll definitely have to cover that when it comes out. If you haven't seen the stream yet, definitely go check it out. You don't have to watch the whole thing, but maybe just kind of skim through it. Because yeah. it'll give you a lot more of a feel of what we're talking about and you can kind of visualize it. Yeah. It was a fun time. I definitely want to do another stream like that again. Well, if... Yeah. if- we got we can actually um go and put in the description like uh what is it the times the timestamps oh we can do timestamps and say Chapters. this boss fight or this boss oh, fight or this yeah. chapter or this chapter we could we could put that in there yeah it'll that's all, it'll that's eight cut hours up, it'll cut up the, uh, <laughs> yeah it'll take a while I yeah. mean no not really you just look up the what the specific chapter is and find it then you gotta comb through it and find it yeah true yeah maybe I mean it'll make it a little more easier to navigate. Yeah, if people wanted that, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that's it for what I have to say. Yeah, anyway. for, for yeah. me too. It was a good game. I enjoyed playing it. Definitely. All right, I think that's it for today. Um, check out our Discord if you're not on there already. Next week's podcast is going to be on the new Amnesia game. 
what is that called again? I forget. Re- rebirth? Yes, Amnesia like Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, brand new game coming out this month, and we're going to play it and cover it. That's our final episode. It is, yeah. For mm-hmm. our October series. So. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Discord. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. We'll see you in the next episode.